As a church, we have been focusing our time and attention this Christmas on the sounds and the songs of Christmas. Uh, we have been talking about under, under the heading, uh, Let Heaven and Nature Sing, getting the stories behind the songs of Christmas. And we have uh, focused our time and attention on three so far. Joy to the World, which we learned about a couple weeks ago. God rest you merry gentlemen. And last night, we had three awesome jam-packed services where we learned about the subject matter of the song, O Holy Night, and how in just a few stanzas, the writer is able to tell us the story of where the world was all throughout the Old Testament and where the great joy and holiness of that night would come when Christ would make his appearance and he would take away what we learned, all of our sin and error pining, that is, till he appeared and we felt our worth and the calling that we have to fall on our knees. But this morning, as we come to what has become one of the best and most uh, known songs, is the story behind it. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. It's a song that sounds like it comes straight from the Hallmark movies. You get this picture of an old country church in Vermont with snow falling and the bells tolling. One of the things that you need to recognize is when the bells tolled, uh, that was when the kids could open their gifts. So kids with great anticipation would wait for those bells to ring. And it was then and only then that the ending part of the celebration of Christmas could begin. For many of you this morning, those bells rang out. The kids got you up early and you headed down to the tree and you opened up your gifts. For some, like the Badals, we're, we're waiting until after our service that we will enjoy it. We'll look a whole lot better in the pictures this year than we would have had we been in our pajamas and, and our hair uh, still uh, with the bed fairies, if you will, all throughout. I don't have to worry about that. Amen. But there's something about that morning of Christmas, what we've been waiting for and anticipating. But what happens when you don't feel like celebrating. What happens when the circumstances of life keep you from really enjoying the promise and prospect of Christmas? You see this song that sounds so good at the beginning, I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and mild and sweet their songs repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. What happens when you don't feel that? What happens when life doesn't warrant that type of song? The man who would write this song would be too familiar with the pains of life that you would begin to ask the question, how could he write such words? Those words would be written uh, on uh, the morning of 1863, Christmas morning. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow was known as the Poet Laureate of America. He would be known as the one who would write with poetic words the poem of the revolution when he wrote about Paul Revere's ride and what it did to awaken a nation. Uh, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow would experience some very great highs. He would marry the love of his life. He would have three children with her. And then things started to fall apart. 
His wife would die giving birth to their uh, last of their children. Each of their children would die in infancy. My goodness, the pain and the sorrow and the horror of having to not only bury your wife, but then to bury three precious little children is more than this father could bear. Now, God would give new opportunities as it is with grief to give an opportunity for new love and he would uh, be remarried and, and begin to have another family. And the joy began to fill Henry Wadsworth Longfellow again. And, and this peace and this goodwill was easy to sing for the poet. But what we begin to hear is that more despair would come. More trials, more tribulation. And this, this poem that he would write that would be entitled Christmas Bells would begin to speak of his own struggles and his issues. Yes, he had lost his first wife. He had lost three children. But it's in the heartbreak of two other losses that would take place that would begin to change him for a long period of time. You see, in 1861, while writing and stamping letters to family and friends, his second wife would accidentally hit a candle and her candle would fall to the ground and light her dress on fire. They're not sure what would cause it, but of course her life would be taken. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, trying to put out the fire, burned himself all over his body and would be hospitalized for weeks. While he was in the hospital, his son, dealing with his own grief of losing his mother, would enlist in what is now the new war against states. Against his will of his father, his son would be put into harm's way and be critically injured in a fight, in a battle in Virginia. So here he is, trying to hold himself together, once again losing a wife, once again learning that his own son had been critically injured, unsure if he would make it, Longfellow fell into a deep despair. And maybe some of you this morning find yourself not feeling very Christmassy at all. In our church, we have lost loved ones this year. Dads and husbands, uh, we've lost brothers and friends. We've lost individuals. And, and then to boot, we've had uh, big, horrific trials and tribulations within our church. It was so great to see a family in our midst. The Williamson family last night in, in church together for the first time. Now dad's still recuperating from an accident from a drunk driver uh, that hit him head on. But we've had these kinds of moments. And in, in these moments of Christmas, it's easy as we enjoy our family and friends to forget that in these moments, there are some who are just holding on for dear life. The first thing I want you to see in this song is the despair surrounding Christmas. Now, I want you to know we get to some good news, okay? We get to some good news. But let's deal with why that good news is so good, and it's the despair. Longfellow had felt the despair in those moments. And notice what he writes in the song. He says this, and in despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. There's an individual who's mocking and seeking to mock this morning. His name is the devil. 
The devil is doing everything in his power to take away our hope and our joy this Christmas, to give us a sense of despair and hopelessness. But amidst the darkest moments of our lives, I want you to know God is ringing his bell. God rings his bell and he says to us that he understands and shares in our pains and sorrows. Let me read some scriptures from you, from the Bible this morning to you. Isaiah 53, 3, speaking of Jesus who is to come, said this, he was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering, one who was familiar with pain. Maybe this morning you have said goodbye to a loved one. Maybe you're dealing with relational, emotional, or spiritual strain. I want you to know that Jesus is familiar with pain. He left a place of perfection in heaven, and he came down to earth to be despised and rejected by man. He knows what it's like to be isolated. He knows what it's like to be uh, rebuked. He knows what it's like to be viewed with reproach. He himself, though perfect, knew what it was like to lose someone close as he wept at the grave of his friend Lazarus. And that's why the writer of Hebrews says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize, to sympathize with our weaknesses, with our struggles, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are yet without sin. We have a sympathetic Savior. He is there. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. He says that he will comfort those who are hurting in our hour of need. In Psalm 34, 18, he says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Take heart, brokenhearted, that you have a Savior that longs to put you back together who longs to mend your broken heart, to fill you with his joy and his mercy. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all compassion, the God of all comfort, he, he who comforts us in all our troubles so that we in turn may comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. On this Christmas morning, where there is so much joy, praise God, and so much love and and focus, we recognize there will be moments, maybe not this Christmas, maybe in other Christmases to come, where pain and sorrow will fill our December calendar. And it's in those moments, let us never forget that God is with us, that God's peace is there for us, that God is there sympathizing with us, wiping away our tears and giving us the joy we're looking for. It is in that moment when we turn our attention away from our struggles, away from our sadness to the God who is standing behind them, the God who promises things in that moment, that something changes. Longfellow, as he wrote those words, as he heard those bells ring out, was reminded of God's goodness in his life. Pastor Phil gave us opportunities to hear of God's goodness and grace from little kids to older individuals, hearing of the goodness of God this Christmas. Longfellow, on that Christmas morning, After months of being uh, placed in bed rest because he needed drugs just to get through the day, he would hear those bells and all that he had known of his faith, all that he had known about his God began to well up 
within him. And those bells on Christmas morning began to ring. And he opened the greatest gift of all. The gift of God's promised victory over everything that we struggle with. You see on that morning, he began to hear the bells and this is what he said. He said they rang the bells more loud and deep. They rang the bells more loud and deep. And he goes on and he says, God is not dead, nor does he sleep. Brothers and sisters, in our hour of need, we begin to believe the devil's lies that God is not there or that God has lost his touch or that God does not care about our struggles. But I want you to know today from the scriptures, Romans 8, 38 and 39, that you and I can be convinced of this. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither the present nor the future or any other powers, including the devil himself, Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is the gift of Christmas. The gift of Christmas is that Christ came that Christmas morning and he came for a purpose. Brothers and sisters, recognize this morning in our sorrow, in our pain, in maybe just the tiredness of toiling in this world and hearing the devil's lies and feeling the devil's heat upon us, that we would recognize something so true this Christmas morning that God is not dead, nor does God sleep. That means God is with us. Yeah, praise God. What God was doing that Christmas morning was displaying his greatest work in dealing with sin and death and telling us, his children, that no matter what this world or the devil or even ourselves bring to our lives, that God is greater and better and bigger than anything we could ever ask for or imagine. I love what my friend Ray Pritchard says when he put this to words. He says, if Christmas means anything, it is this. God wins in the end. At Bethlehem, he launched a mighty counteroffensive that continues to this very day. It all started with a tiny baby boy named Jesus, born in a scandalous way in a barn to unmarried teenagers who were homeless and alone. The world knew nothing about what was happening in Bethlehem. Only in retrospect do we understand at Bethlehem, God struck a blow to liberate the world from sin and death and his frontline soldier was a tiny baby boy. Brothers and sisters, I don't know where this Christmas finds you this morning. I don't know where those, the countless individuals watching online, where they may be at. But here's what I know. Whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're dealing with this morning, whatever pain and sorrow, whether it's in the past or the one that will come in the future, never forget this. As the bells ring on Christmas Day, as we open the gifts of Christmas, the greatest gift of all is that Christmas is the opening stanza. Listen to this. It is the opening stanza of God's victory song to every weary soul who needs a Savior and needs to find rest. Sing that song. Proclaim that song. Utter that song in the helplessness and hopelessness of your lives. And as you do, watch God show up as he did that Bethlehem morning. Amen?